in the warfare that is raging for the truth and for the right when the conflict fierce is raging with the powers of the night God needs soldiers who are brave and true. May then depend on you. May the Lord depend on you. Loyalty is but is due. Say, oh spirit, brave and true. May then depend on you. The song goes like this. In the warfare that is raging for the truth and for the right, when the conflict fears is raging. soldiers comes to one and all. Soldiers of the conflict. Will you hit that call? Will you answer quickly? With a ready chair? Will you be enlisted as a volunteer? A volunteer for Jesus? A soldier too. All that have enlisted. So why not you? Jesus is a captain. We will never fail. So will you be enlisted as a volunteer. I'm sure you remember that song. A call for lawyers, so just come to one and all. So just wanna complete. Will you hear the call? Will you answer quickly with a ready chair? Will you be enlisted as a volunteer? Blessing the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is your friend in the School of Prayer and Deliverance, Daniel Lulukoya. You are most warmly welcome to the Revival Hour, an hour for those who have dogged determination to make heaven, an hour for those who want the power of God to touch their lives, an hour for those who want to move in a new way in the realm of the Spirit. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for another revival hour. We thank you for your grace, your love, your might and power. We thank you for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the mightiness of your name and your power. And we thank you for your name which is above all names. Father, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, we are gathered before you, open our understanding. Lay your hands upon us by the power of the God of Elijah. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Today in our revival hour, we're going to listen to this message which has blessed many lives. In the book of Matthew, chapter 21, we take a message meant for all members of the Mansion of Fire and Miracles Ministries and those who are interested in the issue of being where God wants them to be. It will be nice if you listen very carefully to this prophetic message. It's essential that this is told to you. Criminals in the temple. In Matthew chapter 21, I read from verse 12. Matthew chapter 21, verse 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God. Not the temple of the devil, the temple of God. And cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple. And overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold those inside the temple. And he said unto them, It is written, My house, my house shall be called the house of what? Prayer. But ye have made it a den of a den of criminals. Listen. This year, the Lord will visit his temple in a powerful way. Very powerful. He's going to drive out everything that pollutes or defiles. The mountain of fire and miracles is going to another level. So those who do not wish to belong to the mountain of fire, it's not compulsory. There's so many churches around. But we're going to another level. And God is going to drive out everything that pollutes or defiles. So if you know that you are glued to sin, the MFM is not a place to be coming. If you know you cannot repent, the mountain of fire is the wrong church to go. God is going to pick out the buyers and the sellers and changers of money in the temple, whether they are pastors, members, choir members, whatever post they hold. What is happening in the temple of God is this. In Christianity as a whole, there is a huge problem. Unless we want to deceive ourselves. Most of the ancient landmarks are being removed. Erroneous teaching mixed with small, small truth is the order of the day. It has caused innocent believers to be disoriented. It has caused so many Christians to be blinded. I've spent a lot of time trying to help those or rescue those who are falling prey to very false teaching. There's a lot of unbalanced biblical teaching all over the place. In some places, there is so much of emphasis on prosperity, and they live even out of it. Some even regard Christianity as a means of financial gain. It's not wrong to have money, 
somebody's bad for money to have you. Then to worsen the case now. There is this exaggerated teaching on grace. That epidemic teaching of grace has gone haywire. I personally had to sit down some young people to track who were on fire for God before, but no fire again now. Instead of being on fire for God, they are now patching, doing what others were doing. Not know that what they are calling grace is unmerited freedom that they are looking for. The Bible says, Shall we remain in sin that grace may abound? Say, so God forbid. If this grace message is not tackled and it spreads to the future generations, we are going to be having a millions of lukewarm, powerless Christians who have traded their soul to the enemy. Any of those who are preaching those messages, they are living in some sin. They are just using the messages to cover up. And they say, God is, God is love. They, they paint God as if God is love alone. God never condemns anybody. Just like what the book of Jude says, Jude verse 4. He said, they turn the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is like lewdness. That is a license for immorality. They nullify all the commands of Jesus. Some are even claiming that the words of Jesus do not apply to us again. They are teaching people that believers don't longer, you no longer have to deal with sin. Don't worry, just confess and repent and you continue the sin again. And many young people are following them. They are by perishing under the cloud of fire. Some are even rejecting hell. They are saying it does not exist. When you create all kinds of programs, people come, but when you want to talk about heaven, people don't come. Then there is plenty of biblical illiteracy. Our people just don't know their Bible. If they know their Bible, they will know when a pastor is doing something wrong. So, sir, this is not in the Bible. Especially those ones abroad. They are walking, walking, walking. No time to read the Bible so anybody can just come and be talking nonsense and rubbish and they swallow it. What kind of nonsense is this? A pastor divorces his wife, marries the accountant, divorces the accountant, marries the third girl in the church, and there are sick people sitting down there and they say God is using them. Not the God of the Bible. This is a very serious situation. The Bible says, Jesus, the temple sanitizer, enters into that temple and saw those buying and selling. For the first time, he took us with, chased them out, and said, It is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, not a house of politics, not a house of merchandising. That's very clear. And let me make something very clear to you. Any pastor, any minister can leave any church. The only person who should not leave a church is Jesus Christ. Anybody can go anywhere. These days, even the so-called temple of God is becoming unsafe for the righteous. Thieves and robbers have taken over the temple. Plenty of stealing in the house of God. 
Christians are beginning to feel more at home than they feel elsewhere. And a lot of churchgoers are involved in nocturnal activities that are terrible. A lot of churchgoers are involved in what they should not be involved in. Listen and listen very carefully. This year, Jehovah will drive out all the buyers and the sellers. So that a new dispensation of the power of God could be ushered in. This kind of Christians who are buying and selling in the temple, who are criminals in the temple, are the ones reducing the anointing and the power of God. When Jehovah chases them out, then the dispensation, when the sick, the lame, the wounded, and the blind will enter into the temple and be healed, will now come. Ideally, when a thief is pursued into police station, we are pursuing a thief, and the thief made a mistake and ran into police station for cover. Oh, the pursuer should be glad. Why? Because the thief has arrested himself. But when the police station becomes safer for the thief, there is a cause for concern. Serious cause for concern. One of the troubles of our nation now. Thieves are jailing thieves. Criminals are jailing criminals. Criminals are investigating criminals. Thieves are investigating thieves. Robbers are investigating robbers. And everyone is looking in dismay and in terrible anger. When satanic agents find the temple a comfortable place, then we have work to do. Let me ask you a question before I go on. If everybody coming to church was like you, they are like you. There is your kind of prayer they are praying. It's the amount of Bible you read, they are reading. Do you think the power of God will move at all? If everybody is like you, you do all kinds of things. Watch your pornography. Go to your prostitutes. Tell lies. You pray when, like, I see if you are eating ice cream. If everybody Christianity is as sluggish like this, do you think there will be fire? When a stubborn pursuer pursues a person to the house of God, and goes back without receiving injury or falling down to die, then we have work to do. An internal purge has to take place in our lives. A spiritual sanitation has to be effected. It is sad, but it is true that the house of prayer has degenerated to become a den of thieves. Jesus saw that temple. The apostles saw the temple. The carnal vision of the disciples. They saw the beautiful stones with which the temple was made, the way the temple was decorated. Beautiful, comfortable temple. But Jesus saw a congregation of thieves inside the temple. In the past, the Shekinah glory of God was there. But even the priests could not stand. In the past, we can face that temple from any direction. And your prayers will be answered. But now, it has become a den of chiefs. A den of criminals. A stronghold. A hiding place for wild beasts. That's what they call a den. A den is a hiding place for wild beasts. A den is a pit. A cave. A secret resort of evil. A place of abode for dangerous animals. What an awful description by Jesus. A man fleeing into such a place may be fleeing from fry pan into fire. 
to worsen the situation. There are thieves dressed in sanctuary clothes now in the house of God. They caught a pastor stealing money from church. They asked him to refund the money. He said he prefers to go to jail. Is that a pastor? No. The criminal inside the temple. Why beasts have now invaded the temple of God? There are pastors sleeping with women who come with problems. Why beasts in the house of God? A man flees from the street to the house of God, pursued by demons of lust. What does he find? He enters into the church and finds sexily dressed beast girls. He finds miniscated, breastless wearing girls. Half naked singers and worshippers. Advertisers of naked laps of different kinds. He runs into the church, pursued by the demons of lust. But when he now gets there and finds the way they are dressing, the lust in his life receives a fresh boost. But now, in a Pentecostal style, anyone who wants to come to Mountain of Fire, and you are not ready to dress respectfully the way you will want to see your maker. We will ask them to go back home and dress properly. How can somebody come to church in transparent dresses? How can you come to church? Everybody's looking at your back, everybody's looking at your breast. What kind of dressing is that? Why should people be fighting at the gate? I want to enter, I want to enter. And they say you can't enter like this, then you start fighting. Go and dress properly. After all, if they ask you to go and see the president, you dress better than this. That's what's happened all over the place. And we have decided that we will not allow them to bring such pollutions here. So when a man driven by loss enters into that kind of church, the man begins to roast in the fire he fled from in the world. There are so many spineless and visionless pastors who will allow just anybody to come to church just because they are going to contribute some money. So just everybody can come. Is that whether that pastor himself wants to make heaven? A man under oppression by the spirit of mammon rushes to church with what he has left. A pastor will cajole him and blackmail him to take his money and make him poorer. I've seen pastors forcing people to give them their cars and rendering them homeless. I had a friend who gave his car to to somebody in church who professor that he should bring the car and is now entering public transport. The Lord said the Lord. That vehicle you just bought does not belong to you. Give it to me. If not, and quickly gives it beasts in the den of thieves. We have different kinds of thieves in the house of God. Some steal the peace of other people through causing discord and argument and fighting in church. Some steal the peace between friends. Some have become political coup plotters in the house of God. Some are gossipers. They gossip about all kinds of people. Some create factions, wherever you put them. It is sad, but it is true that many of the people Jesus called thieves now claiming to be born again. Every fornicator and adulteress, adulterer, they are now speaking in tongues. Many, many witches belong to many powerful Pentecostal churches. They have converted the churches to their dens. They have captured many pastors, captured many churches. They have created plenty of battles in the house of God. 
So there are so many thieves hiding in the house of God. The question now is this. If the Lord Jesus Christ should come now and begins to sanitize, what will he say to you? Will he say, well done, continue what you are doing, or get away, get away. When you try to preach to some of them, they tell you the history of everybody, how they started it all, but they are thieves. It is clear that they have not met or known the Lord that they profess. Some have even become untouchable pillars in the church. Some commit sin and keep a straight face. They love dramatizing preachers and they love those who teach them shallow, shallow things. They are by developing many kwashoko children in the house of God. How many of us are disciples? How many of us are saints? How many of us are spirit-filled? How many of us are evangelists? How many of us are thieves? Prayer is a good thing. Prayer is when you fully trust God to receive from him. A thief cleverly or forcefully takes away other people's things. Prayer is always God-centered. And prayer is what is needed in the house of God. When the great day of the Lord shall come, and all men plus you shall stand before the throne of God, you decide which of the voices you are going to hear, whether well done or you are not doing enough. And what a fearful day that shall be, because every thief in the house of God, as well as priests and pastors who made it the den of thieves, shall receive the judgment of the Almighty. Before we start praying tonight, how about your own personal life? Has your life become a den of thieves and a den of robbers? When you become friendly with some people, does it combat them or amaze them worse sinners? The old fire that you collected, is it still burning? Is the altar of your life on fire? Do sinners enjoy your company? Has the temple of your life become conducive for thieves? You need to change. Because the Lord is going to swoop through his temple. It's not going to be business as usual. Some people that God has been talking to, talking to, repeating the same thing, repeating the same thing. All of a sudden, you find that you hear his voice no more. And after that, what follows will be terrible. Who converted the temple of God from house of prayer to den of thieves? Jesus said it very clearly in Matthew 21, 13. Say, but ye have made it a den of thieves. They made it a den of thieves. God is not going to watch this anymore. He shall act very soon. The Lord of the temple will enter into the temple, overthrowing the tables and the chairs. He shall come with a purifying whip. He shall speedily and publicly cast out the divorce and the revival hindering people. What happened in verse 14? After Jesus had chased out those who are in the temple, buying and selling, in verse 14, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. So after the cleansing of the house of God, the blind and the lame that were formerly shut out will gladly enter and be healed. When your own internal temple is cleansed, the healing power of God comes upon your life. There are traders 
in the temple of so many people's life. You need the punching power of God. Tonight, you need to cry to God, not pray. It's cry, cry to him. Father, sanitize the temple of my life. Chase away the traders. Those who are buying and selling inside. You can't concentrate to read your Bible. You can't stay quietly in the place and pray for one hour, non-stop. You become restless when spiritual things are concerned. Traders in your temple. You spend the most useful part of your life watching film. You want to grow and you want power. Your greatest occupation is Nollywood or Hollywood or anything. Watch and watch and watch and watch. I want to assure you that you can grow. Your heart is still dancing like banana leaves. It's not stabilized. There are traders in that temple. The temple of the life of many people has been converted to habitation of abominable beasts. It has become a zoo. All eyes closed. In case you're not born again, you've not surrendered your life to Jesus. You need to do so now. Very seriously now. By raising up your right hand where you are. And say what I'm going to say after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you now. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take control of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do not be a thief in the temple. Don't be criminals in the temple. Don't be part of those who will hinder the work of God. Then have zero tolerance to all strangers living in your soul. Tonight, I want you to cry to heavens. Serious cry to heavens. And if you love your destiny, don't let anybody else be louder than yours. This is a very, very serious matter. Can I hear the sisters here shouting this loud and clear?
If you cry to the Lord tonight, it will signal the beginning of your unending laughter. The Lord wants to visit his temple and carry out a cleansing exercise. name we pray lay your right hand on your chest you want to bind it a very powerful spirit and you have to do it seriously say spirit of death and hell I bind you I cast you out can you shout this In Jesus' name we pray. With a voice that roars like thunder. Can you shout this prayer that has helped millions all over the world? As we lay one hand on our heads, another one on our chest. Strangers in hiding. It's for so many people here. It will be disastrous to keep quiet. Say powers. Circulating my name. 
from shrine to shrine. From Kobun to Kobun. Before the break of the day. Can you say the prayers? Powers. Infirmity. Infirmity sponsored by the household strong man. Infirmity assigned to take your life. I bind those infirmities. And I cast them out right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive your deliverance. Receive your healing. 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 In the name of Jesus. I thank you for your children who have joined this program. Let your hand be upon them for good. Mobilize heavens to help their lives. By the time we meet again, let them become greater bundles of testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Let us share the grace and fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Seven glorious hallelujah. Let's go. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.